Hey everyone, this is Ricky. Um, this is not going to be a sermon today. This is actually going to be more of a devotional thought and a charge to you and a, a call to pray and to um, believe in God's equipping uh, as we read these passages. And also just a moment for us to stand in awe again of who God is. We're, we're going to be in the Word. We're actually going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So if you want to turn there, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, is going to point us to the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, but I'm not preaching a sermon today. Uh, I do love to preach. Uh, I love to open God's Word and put it before God's people for us to look at the words that God has moved men to write and by whose spirit they were written and a spirit that's within us, that Holy Spirit, which is the very next section of John that we're about to look at um, next week in that sermon. Lord, uh, just all that God has done through his word. That's what I love about preaching is that God did not leave us here to figure this out on our own. And yet we live in a culture and we live in a modern Christianity that does not seem to rely on his word at all. So that's why in the sermons at Cross Life, whether it's me or another one who is preaching, I pray that that the word is open before us and that we are citing scripture after scripture. I would love to hear the comment, man, that had a lot of scripture in it. I don't think that that's a negative thing. I think that that's a positive. God has given us a rich treasury revealed by him to men, pinned by men through his spirit of who he is and how he can be known. And here in these last days, we know through Jesus and his and God's Son dying on the cross, we know through the Spirit that is, that is within us, and we know through God's Word that there is a God who loves us, and a God who cares for us, and a God who said that He is going to prepare a place for us, and He is coming again, and He is bringing us home. So then the question then is how then are we supposed to live? And John, as we continue through John in the coming weeks, we are going to see that if we are not abiding in Christ, then we will be able to work and toil in this life and we will be totally unfruitful. We will be weary and worn out doing things, but it will not be by abiding in Christ. It will be by abiding in our own flesh and it will lead to just exhaustion and loss of heart. However, when we abide in Christ, we will see that He fills us. And next week, we're going to have a sermon about the Holy Spirit. And I love the illustration that, that I heard about with D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody um, put an empty glass in front of a congregation, and he said, This is full of air. How can I remove all the air from this glass? And a, an observer said, Well, use a pump and suck out all the air. To which D.L. Moody said, no, if we did that, it would cause a vacuum and the glass would shatter. And so they all stood there for just a little while longer. And D.L. Moody took a pitcher of water and he began to pour the water into the glass. And as he poured the water into the glass, it filled with water naturally. And of course, the air was forced out. And D.L. Moody's point was that it's not about sucking the air out, but filling the glass with something new. You... Christians, you cross-life members that I love to walk alongside. We don't need to be so aggressively trying to cast out sin and rip sin out of our lives 
That is good. But what if at the same time, or what if first we sought to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that as the Holy Spirit fills us, the sin itself is pushed out? See, it's not always about removing from our lives. What I'm saying, it's about being filled. And the Holy Spirit will fill us. It has filled us. It lives within us. God the Father is in heaven. Jesus the Son has returned to heaven. And the Spirit is here with us on earth. And so with that, what do we do? How then must we live? And so I'm going to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And verse 14 through 21 says this. For the love of Christ controls us, because we've concluded this, that one, Jesus, has died for all, and therefore all have died. And he died for all, the, or for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though once we regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the, listen to this, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us this message of reconciliation. Therefore, verse 20, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Paul writes, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin. So that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. So church, how then must we live? In this this time of a pandemic or this time of peace? In a time of chaos or a time where we see God controlling everything perfectly? In, in dark moments of life and in light moments of life, how then must we live? And 2 Corinthians really does help us. Just listen to a few of these verses. Verse 14, the love of Christ controls us. So something that we can apply to that is, is the love of Christ controlling us? Or do we allow our own desires, our own feelings, our own preferences? Do we let those control us? Or do we let the love of Christ control us? Now, the motivation for that, because we've concluded this, Paul writes, that because Christ died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all. Why? This is in verse 15. So that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Church, did you hear that? The reason that Christ died was for your sake. It was for your sake that he died and was raised. Therefore, we might no longer live for ourselves. It goes on, and it says in verse 18 that that everything of our new creation, everything of our Christian life, all of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. This ministry of reconciliation is the message that's in verse 19. 
that in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him, and he has now entrusted his people, his followers, with this ministry of reconciliation. This then, church, is how we are supposed to live. I mean, in 2 Corinthians, it not only lays out the fact of the gospel, that this is something that indeed has happened, but it lays out the result of the gospel. We should live lives of obedience where we are controlled by the love of Christ and that we should be no longer living for ourselves and that we are fulfilling a ministry of reconciliation, that we are taking the message that in Christ, God has reconciled the world to himself. We call this ministry reconciliation the gospel. It's probably really familiar to us with the term evangelism. You and I were not meant to be the end goal of the gospel. We were not meant to simply be recipients of the gospel. We were to receive the gospel and obey the gospel and then share the gospel. In Christ, God was reconciling the world. He reconciled you. He reconciled you who were in this world. He reconciled you to himself through Jesus. And then he said, now take this ministry of reconciliation and live it, and live it out. Verse 20 tells you and tells me who we are, Cross Life. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Now, let's just pause there. If, if we are ambassadors for Christ, that means that we are representatives of Christ in this world. And it says that we are here because God is making his appeal to the world through us. Okay, if that is who we are, then what an incredible responsibility and weight we have. This does mean that we don't get to, to say whatever we want to say because we represent Christ and not ourselves. This does mean that we don't get to seek out our own preferences, though we want to because they're ours, but it means that we must be very mindful that we represent God and Christ to an unbelieving world. And we know the truth. Everyone is watching. Christians and non-Christians, everybody is watching. We must be very careful then how we live, controlled by the love of Christ, no longer living for ourselves, reconciled to him and then reconciling others to him, seeking to be ambassadors for Christ because God is making his appeal through us. So, cross life. In this brief devotional, I want us to hear the great responsibility that we have in response to God's great love on our behalf. But that responsibility means that we must be obedient and we must consider how then we will live. Will we be faithful to the calling which he has given us? Or will we be faithful to ourselves? We cannot be faithful to both. So my prayer for you is that today... You desire to be controlled by the love of Christ. That you desire to live no longer for yourselves, but for him who died for your sake. That you see how he has reconciled you, you rejoice in it, and that you seek to fulfill the ministry of reconciliation. And that you really try to take seriously that you are an ambassador for Christ. As others look at you, as they listen as they watch, you show them who Christ and who God is. 
May we be faithful in accurately depicting such a loving and gracious and holy God. Here's your final charge. Verse 21. All of this is rooted in here, cross life. How amazing is this? Because we, we might hear all that and say, that's too heavy. Or that's not, that's not how I want to live my life. That sounds actually pretty constricting. Maybe that's our flesh that rises up that says, this is impossible. I can't do this or I don't want to do this. Would you consider verse 21? Cross life. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Verse 21, one more time before we end. For our sake, cross life. For your sake, for my sake. God made Jesus to be sin, and Jesus knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. However heavy the weight of this ministry of reconciliation may seem, it cannot compare to the weight of our sin and the weight of God's wrath that was poured out for our sin on the Son. He has reconciled us to a holy God. We will be in his presence forevermore. But until we are, we live on this earth. And as we live on this earth, we are ambassadors for Christ. And we have a ministry of reconciliation. So as you pray, ask God to whom you can take this ministry of reconciliation. And ask God that he will fill you with his Holy Spirit and then in filling you with your, his Holy Spirit, your sins and your selfishness and your flesh, just like mine, they go out. And being filled in the Holy Spirit, we are confident in his power. And we go serve and we go love, controlled by the love of Christ. Cross life. I love you. I cannot wait for us to be together. And I look forward to journeying through John again. But for today, I just want to send this word because as I look at that, we have an opportunity, as I look at that word, we have this opportunity in this world to live in a way that is so counter to the world that as they look at us, I pray that they see Christ. I pray that we do not take this treasure which he has given us and let it just sit there. We were meant to take this treasure to the world. It's all throughout scripture. So may we go, brothers and sisters in Christ, Fellow ambassadors of Christ, let's go tell everyone the good news that there is a God who has reconciled us to him and does not hold our trespasses against us. And that gospel is the exact same gospel if they believe. So let's go. Love you all. Have a great day.